Kia ora. Welcome to the Tahi. But today it's me, Evie, and not Evie and Soomalo, but Liam's here. Hi, Liam. Liam's here. Liam's here. Kia ora, Liam. Kia ora. How are we? We're good. Good. We're here. Um, Soomalo is away because he drank a whole bottle of Sprite in one go and is now just like not okay. So we're praying for his recovery and we'll see him again very soon. I'm really bad at intros so um, thank you for your support and getting this <laughs> far through it without me messing it up. We've got heaps on the show today. We're talking about Taylor Swift, a missing submarine, uh, how I polarised the Bogan community last week and of course uh, me and Liam will be catching up on Drag Race because Liam doesn't watch Drag Race anymore but that means I don't really have anyone to talk to about Drag Race so we're going to bring it up anyway. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, we we obviously miss the Omar. I don't. I he's so good at intros, and I am so bad at intros. Um, but yeah, on the way to work this morning, here's my intro yarn. I saw some really good um, personalized number plates, and I often think about how personalized number plates are like so expensive. And if they're not good, you've wasted like fifteen hundred dollars. Like I saw one today that was just like. E R R R R R one, like er one, or like era one, and I'm like, okay, but the one that I've seen that I've wanted my whole life is someone just has one that says Yu Gi Oh, girl, how is that not my number plate? I'd pay the money for that one. There's also one that just says anime. That guy is huge. That guy is inspirational to me, and I don't know how much I'm gonna need to pay him for that number plate, mm. but like, I might. When I, I was might. in. Melbourne lining up for Ethel Kane. I was looking out at the street. It was like I'd been there for like three hours. I was tired. But I looked out at the street and a car drove past with the number plate Art Pop, <gasps> Lady Gaga's best album. Oh my god. And I have. That's a When really I tell good one. you, I'm gonna do things to get that license plate. We're gonna call up the Prime I'm Minister gonna... <laughs> of Australia and we're gonna get that number plate for Liam. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, outside of number plate uh, chats, Taylor Swift announced her Australian tour uh, for Errors, the Errors tour, and uh, it's not coming to Aotearoa, so there's been some upset. It was trending on Twitter, like, a lot, but don't freak, guys. Don't worry. Taylor Swift might not be coming, but Skrillex is. Yay! Woo! Woo. It's the same <laughs> thing. So Skrillex is a part of the listen-in lineup that's just been announced. Uh, they're going back to Auckland again, and Ice Spice is on there. Skrillex is on there. Other awesome people are on there. Um, but I just think that Skrillex really makes up for Taylor Swift, because here's my bit about it. If you're at a Taylor Swift concert, chances are you're thinking about your ex-boyfriend, mm. because it's Taylor Swift show and all the songs are about her ex-boyfriends, mm. um, about 99.9% of them. Mm. Uh, but you'd also be thinking about your ex-boyfriend at Skrillex, because chances are your dirty-ass ex-boyfriend loves Skrillex. <laughs> loves him. So it's going to bring back <laughs> memories no matter what you're doing. You're going to have the same thoughts. Uh, you you upset about Taylor Swift, Liam? What was that? So my, my Apple Watch didn't find anything on the web for Skrillex. Okay, well, that's very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a surprise, because he's quite a famous Yeah, guy. he's quite popular. Yeah, but um, what do you reckon? My thoughts on the whole Taylor Swift thing. Mm. Listen, I have seen Taylor Swift live once, and it was the best night of my entire life. Entire life? Um, no, one of okay. the best nights. I'm not going to get that. Like, there we go, that's a bit more realistic, um, I think. But <laughs> this tour is insane to me, and she plays all of my favourite songs. But I do understand why she's not coming here because the stage is ginormous and I cannot think of a single... Maybe Eden Park. Yeah, I was thinking, But I like, cannot think of a single place... Like, I was surprised she could fit Reputation inside of Mount Smart because that stage was, like, 
Mm. You know? Um, yeah, I'm upset. Yesterday, I woke up to that tour announcement. It caused me a lot of distress. Mm, um, I'm sorry. And then I went on Instagram. My friend Meg from Christchurch was also in a similar amount of distress. Kind of more because she booked flights to Melbourne. She hasn't even announced the tickets yet. Like, the tickets haven't gone on sale. Meg's already there. I am not. I'm going to wait till I, like, have a seat at the show. And then I'll, you know. People get pretty worked up. They're like, oh, people are doing all this crazy stuff for Taylor Swift. It's like, I would have definitely done that for my chemical romance. 100%. Like, there's just yeah. no, there's no question in my mind that if when they, fi- when they finally came back earlier this year, if they mm. just been like, we're not doing New Zealand, we're only going to do Australia. Catch me at the RNZ departures okay. desk, girl. Like, I'm, I'm going. <laughs> but imagine how many times you would have had to be at that departures desk given the amount of postponements that tour had. Yeah, that was... Would've I still think about, like, I've been through a lot with that. Yeah. I've been through a lot with that. Trauma. So I do empathise with the Swifties. Yeah. Um, do you excited about Skrillex? going to go see Skrillex? Beep, beep, I'll boo, be boo. in the crowd. Yeah, you'll be in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I love I'll about, like, <laughs> Skrillex as, as a concept... Not as, like, I don't really be listening to a lot of Skrillex. Uh, sorry, sorry, everyone in the hut. Um, is that he used to be, like, emo king of the world, Sonny Moore. Crazy. Yeah, people, like, like your people of your generation, back in my day, <laughs> but, like, back in, like, 2006, um, he was the lead singer of From First to Last, which was, like, full-blown emo band, and his whole thing was, like, I'm very sad because I found out I was adopted, mm. which was very, like, 2005, 2006 emo. We were just upset about whatever we could find, really. Yeah. Being in the suburbs was, like, a curse. We were like, oh, no. Um, but I like to shock people with that information. I'd like to share with you now... <laughs> Some lyrics from, from Sonny Moore's time and from first to last. And, and they go, I'll hide you in my walls. Your body will never be found. I'll wear your skin like a suit. Your oh, friends will him? like you more than they used to. Yeah, that's from a song I've called Ride the lyrics. Wings of Pestilence. I did not know that was him. And now he Same. makes beep, beep, boop, boop music with Fred again. Girl, he be beeping, he be booping. Like... He also got hot, but that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, it depends who you ask in a really big way. But like, yeah. if you ask me personally, I think he was hotter when he was emo. Uh, yes, Obviously, yeah, I'm on the other end of things. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. All right, on to on to, <laughs> on to the next thing. Uh, not as uh, positive as Skrillex coming to New Zealand is the missing submarine. Mm. Um, a group of people, five people, are missing in a submarine that went to go have a geese at the Titanic, like sunken ship. And they've been gone for a couple of days, and like as the hours tick by, they're probably running out of oxygen. So it's this real like race against time to go get these people out. Um, updated this morning... They heard some sounds using sonar technology, heard some banging. So that could be them. It could not be them. Um, But we just have to wait and hold our breath and see. But the story that was uh, floating around in my world yesterday was that uh, one of the people on the submarine, their stepson, son-in-law, went to the Blink-182 concert um, during all of this and a lot of people including cardi b Mm. um called out this guy being like how could you go to this blink 182 concert and he was like i'm not sorry he would have wanted me to go to the blink 182 concert which like it's just sort of an interesting take on a situation where there are like people 
underwater in a little tube, sort yeah. of like we don't know what's going to happen. And then the conversation just turns to like, should this person have gone to the Blink-182 concert? I yeah. feel like it's kind of irrelevant. He tweeted at Cardi and said, I went to a Blink-182 concert for coping rather than sitting at home and watching the news. And then said, we all know your latest releases are trash, but is your career this desperate for attention now? How did we get here? How did we get here? How did we get from people are missing, what are we going to do to Cardi B's <laughs> recent album or recent song? Like, And also, didn't she... So when Cardi B called this guy out, um, she also had an attack on Titan Filter yeah. on the video. Yeah. And I just feel like there's so much going on. There's a lot happening in one small space. There's a lot to unpack. When there's like one big issue, but we've boiled it down to <laughs> Cardi B and this one kid. How do celebrities always get involved is my question. Yeah. How do they always get involved in stuff? Like, yeah. I know offense Cardi B, like... But what does any of this have to do with Cardi B? Not a lot, bless her. But like, speak your truth, girl. Like, yeah, live your exactly. life. But, but yeah, I think uh, maybe focusing on the uh, issue at hand is probably better. Yeah. Uh, official updates on the submarine uh, situation are not on Cardi B's Twitter. They are on rnz.co.nz if you want to keep up. And we'll be having a bit of information up on the Tahi Instagram today as well. Um, yeah. I was really lucky to catch up with local pop sensation, Amila, who joined me in the studio this morning and came in really on time, even though it was chucking with rain. Here with Amila, she's got a new single coming out tomorrow, Changes. Yes. Very, very exciting. Um, I want to start with just like, oh my God, I love the song. Thank you. It's so like, um, there's a lot of sounds in there that you just don't often hear in New Zealand, like yeah. local pop music. Like there's this like really awesome, cool like Chilean influence. Yes. Is that like a really important part of your song making process? Yes. Um, so it's only just recently kind of been part of my musical journey. Um, and it was all because I just wanted, I felt like something was missing in my music and that was really like who I am. And I just wanted to bring in all these sounds that I usually like hear at home or have like grown up with um and so I wanted to make songs that represented pop and Chilean culture as well that's so, so cool thank you it really comes through as well like yeah. it, like really it's like it like it's the first thing that like, hits you in the face when you listen to the song like ooh amazing this is <laughs> and then so you collaborated with Reese Rich on this one yes I did was that always I always like wonder about features and stuff did mm-hmm. you finish a song and then go ooh this could like do good with a feature or was it always intended like you guys wanted to work on it together or well for this song um, we started writing it and I was like it needs a male voice and we tried a few people as well but it came down to like who was bringing the energy that you know the song needed and Reese was amazing and he delivered some, this amazing like feature and we were like we gotta have him on it and that's that's pretty much it that's awesome yeah was it really awkward telling the people that didn't get the feature a little yeah be definitely because it's not like anything against the artist it's just like who's you know, better for the song rather than anything else. So, yeah. Lyrically, the song kind of gave to me that thing of, like, girlfriends kind of being their boyfriend's therapists. Okay. And, like, that was what I got from it. But I was like, yes. am I on the mark or off the mark with that? Well, it's... I love hearing people, like, interpret the song uh, because it's actually just, like, kind of like an empowerment song. Mm. Um, it was definitely written in COVID and it was a period of time where I felt quite, like, I wasn't pushing myself um, enough and it's kind of just like a song like what would you do if nothing changes you just have to step up and mm. do it yourself but yeah it's cool that people 
take it in different ways. I love it. It's great. You're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. That's not what it's about, though. I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> no, it's great. I love it. So you wrote the song in COVID. So it's yep. been floating around for a long time. For a long time. How does that feel when you're sitting with a song that long and then now you're like, okay, here it is. I, I know it's crazy. Um, it's... I mean, for me, I've I've heard so many different versions. Like even um, Dan Martin, who produced it, we've had there's probably about six or seven versions of the song, wow. and then obviously some with different features, some with like a bit more toned down. Um, but it's 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 amazing to be able to release it after so long because people hear it with fresh ears, and it's just nice to have a new perspective. But um, yeah, it's it's quite common that artists have songs for a long time, or I even know. demos. So I didn't know that until I started like working in the industry. Yeah. I was like, oh, you wrote the song like five years ago. I like, know. Oh my God. But the, I think it really speaks to just like how like it's such a great pop song because it you wrote it that long ago, but it's <laughs> still so fresh now. Like yeah. there's not a lot of other pop that sounds like changes Thank at you. all. It's really really cool. Thank you. Um, you had so okay. I'm just gonna hype you up really hard for okay. a second. Your voice is insane. It's amazing, like <laughs> incredible. So like we have this um, live clip that we did with you a while ago. Yeah. Um, and like, oh my god! Like for the listeners, if you haven't seen it, go on Tahi YouTube and type in Amila because it will come up. So good. Was there like a moment that you realized that you could sing, or one of? Oh, you one of those really lucky people that could like low key just like always do it. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I think so. I think it was my family just telling me that I didn't suck. Mm. Um, and just singing in choirs and then being able to be put in like lead spots and everything kind of just made me realise that I could do it. But I think when it changed from just being like a hobby to an actual like, you know, career that I could actually like properly sing and write, it was when I started getting, um, you know, I wrote a song with a producer that came to my school and he really loved it. And that's when I was like, okay, I can actually make great songs and people hopefully connect to them. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of how it started. So you don't have, like, singing training? Oh! You do? Singing training, yes. Oh, my yes. God. Okay, I was no. say, like, how do you do that? <laughs> no, 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 no. You definitely have to have some training in there. I, was, I went to school in Christchurch mm. and uh, Burnside and they were quite traditional. So we had like all this like classical training and it was like quite like intense to get into choirs. Like you had to audition and then Ooh. from like year nine and if you wanted to keep going, you had to like, you know, be fully invested. Oh and I had really good teachers and yeah. I'm really, really lucky because they helped me like train my voice. They probably don't know I became a singer. <laughs> it just disappeared. Someday. Just tell them, shout out. You're a singer now. She's doing it. Exactly. People are like, what? But so one of your previous songs that I really like, Oh It All To You, from Thank you. Was it 2018, 2019? Little, 2018. Little while yeah. ago. It feels way more recent, but it was a little while ago. Oh. It was like a bit of a love letter to your family and the sacrifices yes. that they've like made, which was beautiful. Thank you. Is this song sort of a letter to anyone or is it a letter to yourself? Oh, it's probably a letter to myself. And even with the video that's coming out, it's very powerful. Oh, there's I a know. video coming there's out. A video Ooh, coming out. Tell, give us a sneak peek. Oh. What's on the video? Okay, well, it's uh, I got a movement coach for this video. Because, you know what? I was really inspired by Rosalia's set on Coachella. And oh I was God, like, yes. after I watched that, I was like, I need to know how to dance. Like, I need to be her. And so, yeah, we got a movement coach and it was just incredible. It's all about, you know, the emotion and just, like, being... You know, showing off the moves and everything. Showing off the moves. Exactly. Moves dancer now, triple threat. Moment. Exactly. Um, I feel like I'm not 
not there yet, but hopefully one day. Now you are before our boss came in and asked her if she had ever done theatre. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so your new EP, Life Changes, mm-hmm. coming out really soon. Yes. What can the people expect? Ooh, definitely stories. I love having a bit of, you know, hidden secrets in there for people to find. Um, it's... It's crazy. I think the two songs that are left on it are quite amazing. I'm really proud of them. They're definitely more on the pop side, but there's still those like hidden elements of the Spanish guitars like in the backgrounds, um, and it's definitely fun. It's just a great little EP. We're really excited. Thank um, you. For the listeners, if you want to hear some very global, like high-quality pop music, <laughs> um, check out Amelia's new single, Changes, which is out tomorrow. Yes. Yay! Thank you for coming. Thank you so much. <laughs> So awesome to chat to Amila. She is so sweet and um, she, I'm really excited for her EP to come out and you should be excited for Changes, her new song to drop tomorrow. It's really, really good. I highly recommend. Uh, we're now going to catch up with Saul Mullo while he recovers from drinking an entire 1.5 litre bottle of Sprite in one go. And he's going to tell us a little bit, a little bit, a little bit about the state of origin, which I don't know what that is. Yes. Yeah, so uh, state of origin. The league, right? Personally, I'm more of a union man myself, but, you know, I know that people get down with the league. In particular, state of O. State of origin. It's one of those things that I, like, I don't even really know how to explain, but as, like, an islander, it is, uh, it's one of those things that will make or break your family. Some people say, you know, when a relative passes away, um, you know, the family can really come apart, but I'm telling you, it's state of origin as a P.I., because if your cousin's new self, you're not going to be talking to him for a couple days. Or if you are, you're just straight up harassing him. You know what I mean? My family, personally, um, we are, you know, good people. We are uh, winners, champions, um, and uh, we're also maroon supporters. Whether or not those two things have anything to do with each other, I don't know. But Queensland, baby, till I D-I-E, to the O-T. Last night, at State of Origin, uh, Maroons took on the Blues, New South Wales, and absolutely rip and ran. We smoked them. The Blues got throttled, my boy. All right, New South Wales in the bin, bud. 32 to 6. So, I am going to start talking to my cousins again, but only to make fun of them. You know? If you, if you really want to learn about true drama in your life, ask a PI who they support for New South. It's like asking... Uh, who they support for state of vote? It's 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 almost the equivalent of like Balangis asking each other like, who are you gonna vote for? It's like a, hey hey who 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 are you who are you gonna vote for? Ah, oh, who are you voting for? Who now nah, you first? It's the same way with state of origin. Who you got G? Now nah, who you got? I'm telling you. And if they're a Maroons fan, they're good people. If they're New South, they might be okay. They're just not fans of winning. Thanks for all, miss you. Uh, get well soon. And, you know, keep stating those origins. Is that... I don't know if that makes sense. If you've been listening to the Tahi for a while or have ever met me in real life for, like, more than 30-odd seconds, uh, Bogan vibes definitely come to mind. Um, and I managed to very much polarise my community, polarise the Bogan community with some of the takes I shared a couple of weeks ago about the difference between new metal, metal, emo music and goth music. And uh, to be honest, got some hate comments on that. Highlight of my life. 
I love it. People are arguing in the comments about whether Slipknot are new metal or metal. And and the answer is both, girl. We could sit here all day. I could fill you in on that. Uh, another guy said my music taste was so plain. He said, imagine having a music taste so plain that you think pop punk tropes are um, emo tropes. And I'm thinking, my brother in Christ. Emo <laughs> music and pop punk are best friends they are holding hands all day every day they're not even cousins they're best friends if you're trying to tell me you're trying to come into my house mm. of emo music on this day my birthday it's not my birthday on this day <laughs> and tell me that emo and pop punk are not like hanging out and have heaps of crossover you are crazy i'm not crazy you not yeah. that is insanity to me so to the random man who commented that on tiktok Say it to my face. Also, to say that you have a boring music taste is insane because I've sat in many a car with you with a speaker on and <laughs> it's just like something different every time. Yeah, I really be running around, eh? Yeah. I really, I, I really, um, I don't eclectic music taste. I yeah. definitely like more like the, the rock emo goth stuff for sure. Mm. But like anyone who's been in my car or at my home knows that it goes far beyond that. Mm. A show um, tune. Huh? A show tune. A show tune. I do love a show tune. I love a musical. I love mm. the theatre of it all. Mm. Um, another thing I was actually thinking about is my current music taste, my new vibe. Mm. So when I was five, I was really obsessed with the song from the Sonic movie in the mm. 90s where Sonic has to verse a robot version of Sonic that can go just as fast as him. And I thought, I was like, <gasps> what? <laughs> oh my God, what? And there was this song on the movie and I was obsessed with that. I used to get the video out every week and just play the song yeah. over and over again. I was like, I need to find the song, found it. It's called Look Alike by Kamikaze Bitch, which is crazy because Kamikaze uh, has heaps of music. It's like 90s house vibes. Um, and that's where I'm at right now, was music from the Sonic OST animated movie of the 90s. So don't tell me my music taste is playing. Exactly. Random guy on TikTok. How dare exactly. you? How very dare you? But yeah. Uh, to all the bogans out there, if you want to argue about what's new metal and what's not, hit my DMs directly. I'm very happy to engage in that conversation with you. In fact, uh, it would be the highlight of my year if you wanted to beef on me about that. I welcome all my haters. I'm happy to have them. I'm happy to see you there. Joining us in the studio, Matua Harry, our boss man. Uh, and we're here to talk and, about... And fellow blonde. Oh, and fellow blonde. Sorry, it's, I forgot to mention. It hasn't even been a week. we got to keep hyping it up. we got to keep hyping it up. Me and Harry are both blonde. Mm -hmm. um, therefore, we both look great. Yes. And we're looking forward to the Barbie movie. Absolutely. We're here to talk about a very serious issue, which is has vaping gone too far? Mm. Has it gone too far? A very close personal friend... Of both of us. Of both of us. We both know this person very well. We both know them very well. And uh, they had a bit of an incident with a vape. And would you like to tell us more about it? I can, because while we both know this person very well, I think I know this person the best. I think you know this person extremely well. So yeah. this very close personal friend of ours um, is has been a relationship person for most of their life, but has recently become single. Crazy stuff. Um, and has made a little bit of an introduction onto the dating apps. Now, uh, welcome to hell. You know? yeah, yeah, this this person um, <laughs> was engaging with someone on a dating app and ended up getting invited round to their place. Wow! Uh, late on a Friday night, Ooh, I believe you up? is what they. Yeah, it was kind of a you up situation, from what I've been told. Um, anyway, uh, this person 
when you go to a you up late night uh, dating app situation, I don't really feel like I need to spell it out for people. No, no. It's for a certain purpose. Yeah, you guys get it. You guys yeah. get it. Right. So, to my knowledge, the friend went over and what the purpose of this visit was began to happen. Mm-hmm. While this activity was going on, the person that our very close friend was engaging with decided it would be a very good moment to pick up their vape and have a wee puff. Mm. Wee puff on the old vape mid-act. Disrespectful. 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 My goodness gracious golly gosh. Yeah. You see, disrespectful, absolutely. The first thing that came to our very close personal friend's mind... (laughs) was like, oh my gosh, they're not they're not having a good time here. Mm. They need a distraction. They need something to enhance. That mm. is not it became a very much a our friend thing. They were in their head a little bit about it. They're mm. like, this 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 shouldn't happen. But after checking with the other person involved, the person was like, Oh sorry, just habit, muscle memory. This is how we know vaping might have gone too far. Too far. Mm. I think if you are, um, you know, if you you're with a, a lovely close associate in the bedroom, mm-hmm. it's not the place for a vape. I don't think so. It's no. not the place for it. It's kind of like the. I remember listening to the radio years ago, and they were like, "Oh, is it okay to text during the act?" No, no, it's Absolutely not okay not. to text during. It's not okay to vape text. You're supposed to be there, like in the moment. Yeah. I don't know about people that've been married for like. 20 years or something. I feel like it's a different vibe after that. Wouldn't know. Yeah, I don't think these people were... They definitely weren't married. Um, definitely weren't married. Have you... I'm assuming you've spoken to our close personal friend and could answer these questions. Yes. Are they going to see this uh, vaping bandit again? I believe their intention is probably not to see that person in that capacity again. Okay. Um, this person uh, did end up grabbing the vape out of their hand and yeeting it out the door um, once the kind of response of it's just habit it's just um, muscle memory uh, the kind of self-doubt turned very much to disrespected and anger mm. um, which you know the vape got thrown out the, the door. vape got how thrown how was that um, how, how did that go down um, to, with this person who is not here uh, to my knowledge uh, it was kind of a <laughs> To my knowledge, it was kind of a, oh, fair enough, kind of like, that's deserved yeah, situation. Yeah, I, I agree. I absolutely agree. I think I think that's pretty, it's pretty bad. But let us know, uh, DM us on Instagram, mm. tahi underscore fm, if you have any thoughts on whether vaping um, during intimate times is acceptable or not. Mm. In uh, TV news, because I'm a TV lover, mm. uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, All Stars 8... Is currently airing, so we've had 15 seasons of... For those who don't know, RuPaul's Drag Race, you've definitely heard of it, even if you've never watched it, right? Mm. Like, everyone knows that it exists. You would not believe how much Drag Race there is now. 15 regular seasons of Drag Race, like US, eight seasons of US All-Stars, three seasons of UK or Canada versus the world, three, four seasons of Canada, three, four seasons down under. There's Spain, there's France, there's... Belgium, Belgium, there's Sweden. There are so many drag races uh, around the world that it is, it's becoming quite hard to keep up. It's becoming oh like gosh. a full-time job. You watching yeah, the... no. You're not watching it. <laughs> I knew that. See, like, the thing is, like, I don't think I've watched a full season of Drag Race since, like, season eight. Really? Like, it's been a minute. Like, obviously, I keep up with it because... 
elephant in the room, I'm gay. <laughs> so, like, by default, I'm so... Sur- <gasps> like, gag. But, like, by default, I'm, like, surrounded by it. And yeah. my Twitter is, like... There was a point in time where I got so sick of Drag Race that I put not interested on every single Drag Race trait and it cleaned my timeline up and I never saw anything Drag Race related ever again. And then Sasha Colby won. Work. We Good love Sasha Colby. We love her. Incredible. But now my timeline is just all Drag Race stuff again. It's getting a bit too much for me. Well, All Stars 8, I'm going to tell you about what's happening. You want to hear about what's happening? It's messy. I know it's that It's messy, much. girl. It's messy. So... It's not really often on reality shows that people, like, send themselves home. And then when they do, like, that is quite a big deal on the show. It's a big part of the story. So on Drag Race, let's see. Spoiler alert if you're behind. I'm about to spoil. Don't listen. Just skip skip ahead and go back, watch it, whatever. Anyway, um, Heidi in Closet sent herself home a couple episodes ago. She was like, I'm over it. You guys being mean to me. Very controversial decision because some people are saying that she is being a crybaby and other people are saying, well, it's actually really hard and it's fair enough. Do whatever Mm. you want. Meh. Um, But last episode, another one tried to self-eliminate. Kahana Montrese was also like... So basically, she's been in the bottom a few weeks in a row and it was an improv challenge. She's like, oh, I'm going to be bad at this. I'm really bad at acting. Um, And so she was like, I'm over it. I'm going home. So then RuPaul came out of their air-conditioned room and stepped in and was like no you need to get it together you are on drag race all stars eight girl like do not go home then she stays gets eliminated end of the episode my thing with okay like if you've been in the bottom a few times either i'm sorry give up Mm. or just get better Mm -hmm. like you know what you're getting yourself into with shows like drag race and to go and then be like it's another acting challenge knowing that there's like Bound to be two or three. Oh, in a I season. don't know how to sew. Exactly. It is season fifteen. Also, like going into All Stars not knowing how to sew. Are you stupid? Honestly, the craziest thing about it is like even as if you're not a Drag Race fan at all and you're listening to this and you're thinking like none of this makes sense to me. Imagine if you you've been watching sports yeah. your whole life, you've been watching football, soccer, whatever you call it, your whole life, and you show up to like be on a soccer team and you're like, oh, I don't know how to kick. That's <laughs> it's that. It's literally that. <laughs> it's that. It's like, just get it, come on. But it's weird because this season, um, coming off the back of All Stars 7, which was the all-winners season, which was really something incredible. Mm. Like, like really, really amazing. Art, amazing. Acting, dancing, mm. everything was great. Coming into this one, it's not... All I know is that people have been saying it's just, okay, not to be like... Huh, um, people are saying it's like just as bad as the first season of Down Under, but I have hope. I also have hope. Um, and what would your drag name be if you had one? Oh, I've been saying this for years. Special guest. <sighs> Coming to the stage, special, special guest. guest. And then they're like, who's the special guest? It's Me. the special guest. Mine would be, um, because my name is Evie, should be Electric Vehicle. Mm. Coming to the stage, <laughs> Electric Vehicle, beep beep, it's me, beep beep, I'm a hybrid, beep beep, uh, very there. Beautiful. In case you missed it in news this week, uh, the All Whites uh, walked off of a game, they didn't come back for the second half, they were playing against Qatar in Austria, because they alleged that one of their players, um, Michael Boxall, was racially abused um, from one of the players on the other side. And um, our captain, or White's captain, Joe Bell, raised the matter with a referee, being like, hey, bro, uh, this guy's getting racially abused. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. They, had, they took no action whatsoever. So the team collectively decided we're not going to come back out for that second half. 
I mean, taking a stand for sure. A lot of um, you know, a lot of different opinions overall. But New Zealand football chief, um, chief executive. Uh, supported, he endorsed the actions taken by the team, saying, we fully support the action of our players who agreed collectively of this course of action. And he said, we want, we want to see, a, we never want to see a match abandoned, but some issues are bigger than football and it's important to take a stand. There's no room for racism in football. Um, really interesting turn of events. I mean, I probably would have done the same thing. Mm. This is, at, at the end of the day, right, like I know it's a big game and it's this big international thing with sports, but like for these dudes, it's their job. Mm. They're just like going to work and they're going to work and someone's like racially abusing them. Mm. Go, I'd go home too. Yeah, exactly. What do you reckon? I mean, obviously me and Liam don't, we don't watch sports. We just talk no. about drag race for like five minutes. That's our sports. Yeah. Um, but what are your thoughts? I would have done the exact same thing. Yeah. Are you joking? Yeah. Yeah. If someone in any workplace ever that I've ever worked in, if someone ever did anything like that to me, I'm going to bed. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to bed. Um, but yeah, we're going to... This is actually a developing story um, just because of... There's a few issues coming up about whether we'll even be able to play against Qatar again. So if you're uh, wanting to know a bit more about that, we'll keep you updated, but get on to rnz.co.nz to get the latest. So K-pop's crazy. Uh, I love it. <laughs> um, but there's there's always something crazy happening in K-pop. And you know when you're in like a space and there's some general knowledge in that space and you just kind of assume everyone knows it? Yeah. I realised in just knowing Saul Milo as a person, there's no way he would know this. Mm. So I'm about to share with you something crazy, which is there are K-pop groups and actors funded by the weapons trade. So selling weapons to people. So Luna, K-pop girl group, um, amazing, never before seen icons. Not they exactly. recently won a big lawsuit and Chu is free, but that's not why we're here today. That is what we're talking about today. But you all wouldn't know what that was. <laughs> no, that was just, to, the, to the average listener, that was just a bunch of words. That's just a bunch of words. We're talking about how that group, Luna, and some others are indirectly funded by the arms trade, which is selling weapons. Mm. So Luna were under Blockberry Creative, who are a subsidiary company of Polaris Entertainment. And Polaris Entertainment, um, they have a lot of big people. Like, they had Ladies Code, whole other video, whole other thing. Mm. Um, and then lots of actors like um, Kim Joon-bae and Lee Kyun from Parasite. Mm -hmm. So they got, you know, they got some names in there. But Polaris is a subsidiary company of Ilkwang Group. Mm. And Ilkwang Group are a chaebol company, which means, like, massive conglomerate, who specialise in arms dealing. Mm. So, Ilkwang Group getting into this now, was founded by EQT, who was a pioneer sort of in this field in the early 2000s after getting a bunch of weapons from Russia and then selling them to other countries, other people within Korea. One of the biggest arms trade companies in Asia. So this guy, rich as hell, um, he was arrested for allegedly pocketing 50 million won for connecting Turkish defense manufacturers to the Korean Air Force in a 130 billion won arms deal in 2009, which he apparently did a bunch of lying around, but made heaps of money on it. But he was eventually found guilty of the embezzlement and bribery, but was acquitted of fraud and a string of other corruption allegations in like 2015, 2016. Luna's didn't start training till way after that. What the hell? So this guy, you know, all of that happens. He's like, what am I going to do with all this money? I'm going to make probably the world's greatest ever girl group, 12 members, all based on different months of the year. Huge producers, huge storyline. Everything's going on. But anyway, so they were paid by the selling of weapons. Uh, and also, fun fact, in the early days of Luna, uh, Grimes was producing 
for them. Yeah. So Grimes has been in this whole uh, weapons business for longer than you might think. Yeah. But yeah, great songs, great pop, great dancers, amazing girls, funded by weapons. What are your thoughts? Yeah, right. It's just a lot. It's a lot. I loved Luna. I had a little. I had a. I had a small Luna stint. They're great. No idea they were funded by the women. Neither did I, girl. Neither did I. Like what the hell? It's that thing though of like whenever you <laughs> dive deep into anything, it's like oh, there's no ethical so consumption much. at all. Exactly. Um, but yeah, weapons, K-pop. What's next? You know, tanks, what? bombs. <laughs> It was also, okay, now if anyone is interested in, like, all this K-pop stuff, the money that uh, funds Blackpink, you don't want to know where that's from either. <laughs> you don't want to know that story. That's government corruption. Yeah. That was part of why the previous, one of the previous presidents was impeached, was all to do with YG Entertainment, importing drugs, hiding drugs, gambling. What else? Blackpink? What? What? Whoa. There's heaps to it. Don't worry about it, guys. But yeah. You know what? If there's money there, their Coachella stage should have looked better, but that's just me. Well, <laughs> I didn't say it. You did. That's it. That's it. It's now, it's, uh, now time for the outro. We've got Harry and Liam here with me. Uh, how did I do without Saul Milo? Please send your uh, hate directly to my inbox. Um, where <laughs> Harry has another story about this single person who isn't isn't Harry, but a uh, friend has another story. Harry's about them. Harry? This one, This one's about me. Oh, this one the wasn't other about one me. wasn't about me. The other one me. wasn't. The other oh, one wasn't, no. but this one's about Close me. Friend. This one's about... Friend of the pod. No, it's about me, this yeah. one. Yeah. So, I was at the supermarket yesterday on the way to my friend's house. He was making me dinner, and I thought I'd take around a bottle of wine. So I had to use my ID for the first time since having blonde hair. All right? So I won't name the supermarket. I go up to self-checkout, <laughs> scan my bottle of wine... Hand over my ID. She, she looks at me, looks at the ID, looks at me, looks at the ID. And then she says, you look better with brown hair. <gasps> Gag. That's actually so rude. That's insane. I would be like, well, you look ugly. Like, I would have got the bottle of wine and smashed it on the counter. It's so mean. You should write a my, formal complaint. My response was, I'm like 17 in that photo. <laughs> Okay, fair. Are you 17 in your photo? My driver's license. Damn. And then, I might have been 18, but I was like 17, 18 in the photo. And then she just kind of looks like awkward, and I kind of look like awkward, and then she just typed in the thing and walked away, and that's the story. I mean, I get ID'd sometimes. I was actually, so, um, talking this morning with someone who works here about how no one ever guesses my age right, mm. and sometimes it's very upsetting. And I don't know if you remember this, Harry. Do you remember <laughs> what age you guessed I was when you started working here? <laughs> Yeah, you. I do. 19? I do. No, you guessed Whoa. that I was thirty-four. No. Yeah, and then you tried. Then I was like, "Excuse me." No, I did not. You did, and then you were like, "Oh, it's because you wear blazers all the time." What? I must have just been getting wisdom vibes off of you. Yeah, I think that's the problem. You know, it's not that I look <laughs> old; it's just that I come exactly. off so wise and and knowing that people are like, "Oh, wow, she must be." older but yeah people either guess that i'm like early 30s or like 21 yeah. neither of which are correct 34 is the new 24 though according to kim kardashian or like who else i mean i remember being 24 and it was pretty sick it wasn't that long ago because my age is a mystery liam's not even 24 yet no no i can't wait to be 24 oh two, <laughs> two years away from 24 two years away oh, back to the hair oh, thing though back to the hair oh. thing. so when i was in Sydney like three weeks ago. I had an 
left the country in a hot minute. So when I... Okay. So I got my passport photo retaken last year when I had Ronald McDonald hair. Ah, uh, yeah. I had, like, bright red curly hair. Mm-hmm. So every time I go through customs and I scan my passport, there's a huge chance they're going to be like, who the hell is that? Because I now have no hair. It's brown. <laughs> And my face looks completely different. So when I was going through customs to go to Sydney through Auckland, they pulled me aside and they were like, is this you? And I was like, are you joking me? Do you know what happened to me once? This is really bad. Um, They said that my passport wasn't me because I was wearing makeup at the airport and they were like, there is no way that this person, picture of me with no makeup, is you. And I was like... What do you want me to say? Yeah. Like, I was like, do I? I'm like, no, I'm just wearing makeup. And she's like, mm, mm, that's not it. I wear makeup every day and I know that that's not it. And I'm like, am I going to cry right now? Like, wow. This, the three of us right now, is a whole episode of Border Security. Oh, I got the film of Border Security once. Did I tell you about this? No. Oh, it never aired, unfortunately. So I was at Sydney Airport. Mm-hmm. And um, I got, they were filming border security and they were like, can we film you for border security? Because I had a lavender face mist in my bag that they had concerns over. Mm. And I was so stoked when they asked me. I was like, oh, yes. And I think they knew in that moment, like, she doesn't have anything, but we can't let her down now. Anyway, I'm like posing. I'm like making all these jokes. Like, I'm really having my moment on Border uh, Patrol Australia. Mm -hmm. And they never aired the episode. Because they, they were just like, oh, yeah, it is Lavender Miss. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> At my old job, I got pulled in last minute. A producer was sick to go down to Wellington for this, like, uh, show, special show they were doing. And I got given this bag. I didn't even check the contents of the bag. Well, given this bag by the producer that was like, can you oh take this bag no. with you down? Oh, my God. You're a mule. We <laughs> went, <laughs> went through airport security. And the guy pulls me over and he's like, do you know the contents of your bag? And I was like, no. And he's like, you probably should know the contents of your bag. Opens it up. It is full of, like, scissors, pens, paper, like, craft supplies because they were going to make, like, signage for the venue. And they thought it would be a funny idea to give me. And then I turn over and the host of the show are filming. And it's stitched up so bad. So bad. Honestly, I would never... Like, we could do an entire hour show on all the things that have happened to me at airports. Yes, yeah, I've been in immigration jail. I've been um, accused of having a knife when I didn't. I've had the whole face mist incident. I've um, gotten on the wrong plane somehow. Yeah. I've got lost at airports. I had my passport taken off me at airports. You wouldn't believe... Like, my mum is going to listen to this and just, like, fully get PTSD from all the horrible airport experiences I've had. Because I'm very unorganised. What's happened more on the show this week, you incriminating yourself, mm. Liam mentioning Australia, mm-hmm. me mentioning being blonde, <laughs> or me mentioning being single. There's not it's a, a close lot. race. I think it's maybe a real even playing field. Right I a, think... Yeah. Yeah. It's a close race. We're getting there. Maybe time to, to tap out of the show. Yeah. <laughs> what else incriminating did I say? Maybe just well, the one thing today. Was it about the, like, pissing myself at MCR? Yeah. yeah. Like it wasn't illegal. It was just frowned upon, isn't it? Again, back to the Bogan polarising stuff. Bogan girls will agree with me. Piss wherever you want. Go piss girl, as they <laughs> exactly. say. And with that, we will end the show. Go piss girl. Have a great week. Uh, see you next Tuesday. Um, Car Keats. Liam, say goodbye to the people. Goodbye to the people. Harry, say goodbye to the people. Car Keats. Car Keats.